Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome back. Today we are going to be going over the seventh house. So when you are experiencing your seventh house season, which basically means when the sun is going through your seventh house. So you'd pull up your needle chart, you click on transits, you'd see where the little sun is. It looks like a boob. And you'd see if that's going through your seventh house. So you're like, okay, what zodiac sign is on the outside of my seventh house? So I've titled this episode building long-term business and personal relationships. I will explain why it says that in a moment. So, seventh house is normally the Libra house. Like, that's traditionally the themes that we look at. So, the seventh house um, is opposite our first. And I will have done, like, a first house season Um on here, which is all about you. So the seventh house opposing that is the opposite, all about the other, but it can mean what do I look for in another? Now, sometimes people say this is like the relationship house and it can be, but it's the more serious relationship house. Like it deals with contracts, marriages, like because marriage is like a license and a contract and stuff. Um, legal things so they say like business partnerships can also land in this house i like to look at it as anybody you have a one-to-one relationship with and i never know how to like explain this properly but it's like a person who you go and get coffee with and you chat for hours and you're very much connected to them they're your friend they're your sister they're your aunt, they're your cousin, your grandma, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your sibling, whoever, you can hang out with them one-to-one and talk to them and feel so comfortable with them, like just you and that person, right? It's different then. Now, for me, personally, I'm not a group person. So whenever I say this, I'm like, do people actually do stuff like this? But think about the last time you went to like a gathering. I don't want to use the word party, but like some kind of gathering of people. And there was a lot of people there, like maybe 20 people. And maybe like 15, I don't know, probably maybe like 17 people out of 20 and you're in that. So there's maybe two people that are there and you're like, although that's my friend and this is my like boyfriend or something. So you obviously can go and hang out with obviously just you and your boyfriend. That's the relationship. And then your, your friendship with your best friend. Okay. We go out and do things, but right now we're all at this gathering event and there's 20 people here and 
there are people there and you call them like, let's say acquaintances, maybe not necessarily friends, but they're the friends or the acquaintances that you only see when there's a group thing, right? You do not put those people in seventh house things. When I talk about your one-to-one connections and your relationships with others, do not think of the people that you like only see at group events. It could even be like at work, like you have, you have a really close like work friend or, or, you know, someone at work, but then there's a bunch of other people that you kind of just talk to and do stuff with altogether. You don't go out and get like a coffee with them or hang out with them after work or anything like that, right? So that's step one is distinguishing the people because this house is all about other the other and people is distinguishing who is or who are the others in my life like who will live in this house in a sense right so my like an example would be my oh my goodness my boyfriend's friend I don't think I'm ever going to go out and just like hang out with my boyfriend's friend and grab a coffee. Like, no, but I will see my boyfriend's friend at group things and it's chill, but like, I don't have a one-to-one just kind of like bond with them. Right. So we're, we're looking at things like that. So I like to reframe this to think, okay, your best friend will like live in this house. I, I personally think not just your, your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, husband, wife, whatever, like, no, like your bestie will also live here and anyone else who like you're extremely close with. So the first thing you can do is you can look at, okay, like mine is Capricorn. So I'm doing this in Capricorn season. So we can look at Capricorn for me and be like, okay, you might call in people who are like Capricorns, right? That's one way to look at it. Or you could say you draw in people who are more earthy and grounded because you are an emotional human being because I'm a Cancer rising. So I call in more grounded souls. We can look at it that way. Um, yeah. So in your seventh house season, you're going to have uh, – a moment where you either will think about the other more. So you'll be like, okay, what does my best friend need? What does my partner need? How can I be a better partner to them? How can I be a better friend to them? Or you might be like, am I in the right relationship? <laughs> like it'll, it'll go either, either or like, how can you yourself be a better partner or how can how can you maybe like, maybe it doesn't feel like they're that like opposite to you. And you're like, maybe this isn't the right relationship. Oh my goodness. And reflecting on your one-to-one connections, right? But looking at it from both sides, like the seventh house can be represented by the scales, right? With Libra, like scales of justice and balance and fairness. And we just want peace, love, and harmony. So thinking to ourselves, okay, how can we is it balanced? Can it ever be balanced? Can we like feel that out? Uh, Libra, the energy of the seventh house is is like very Libra and Libras will almost not cause any conflict to the point where it causes conflict, if that makes any sense. So 
realizing like you putting up with certain things in relationships that actually really bug you, but you just do it to keep the peace actually ends up causing you internal conflict and that's not good. So things like that might come up. Um, yeah, for me personally, like I'm recording this as there's like four planets sitting in my seventh house. It's a lot of like, um, like I can, I'm, I can be like an open, raw and vulnerable Gemini. Like my, my boyfriend told me something about the way that I like act in certain situations. I'm like, oh, okay. So having that like conscious awareness of like, there's someone there to maybe call you out on your shit, but like maybe you didn't like being called out on your shit and you didn't really ask for it. But then like, okay, if someone acts a certain way, how did how does that make them feel? And think to yourself, like, is that just me? Am I just very emotional and loud and opinionated and abrasive with language sometimes? Like, that's just me. I can't change. Or can you can you change? Can you alter it a little bit as to not lose yourself, but to not hurt someone's feelings? That's how okay, that's how I'll say it. Hopefully that makes sense, what I'm trying to say. But, um, yeah, there's, like, what I'm currently going through as I – it's, like, it's almost, like, I I do not wish upon anybody for them to be criticized for things that are just them being them. Does this make sense? Like – I really do not wish on anybody, somebody like criticizing or bringing things up a lot, like constant criticism where you're like, oh, this isn't really constructive criticism. You're literally just taking up on my essence, my personality and like who I am. And you can't change people. Like if somebody is a reactive emotional being, like that's me. I can't change that, but I can just verbalize, like, I'm feeling emotional. I'm just going to step away from you right now. But, like, I can't not be emotional, right? Or if someone, like, is not that emotional or they don't express it to you, you can't force them to show their emotions if they don't want to, right? Um, yeah, I just – I like, I have a very deep – um, I have a very deep self-awareness. I love digging deep and investigating and playing detective. It's literally in my needle chart. And my mom brings it up all the time. She's like, oh my God. Like there's a, it's a point where like you got to stop, but it's like, I want to figure it out. We have to uncover why this is the way it is kind of thing. Um, but if someone has a deep self-awareness, they know themselves really well. Like, I don't know. Think about the things that you do when you're just with you, right? Because the seventh house can be very much like, uh, it's all about the other. So like, are you interdependent or codependent? That could be another question that maybe comes up. Like not, are you too independent? Is there healthy interdependence? I believe that's what it's called. Or is there codependence? That can be a thing that might come up as well. But there's almost a thing where, like, 
what when when are you just uh by yourself and what are the things you do just with you to get to know you and what your likes and your dislikes are apart from other people like friends or um partners and things like that and remembering to do what you want to do but knowing that I don't know you have to be different from your partner or else like why would you want to like date yourself that's how I look at it but um I don't know I've done yoga teacher trainings and mindfulness trainings and meditation trainings and astrology trainings and Reiki trainings and I'm so many trainings I have so many certifications and astrology is the thing that I like love and I teach and I I share with people and I look at it as a deep self-awareness tool for uh, life transformation but also like it's a personal calendar for how you want to plan life and align the cyclical energy with your own energy and I don't know I can look at my natal term and it speaks to me like I can read the language of the astrology like instantly and I look at it and I go okay if you know astrology too and I'm gonna say some things you're gonna be like oh um I'm a cancer rising so I'm ruled by the moon I'm so moody my moon is in Pisces in the ninth house so I'm very very sensitive but my moon is in a firehouse of Sagittarius so I'm extremely reactive and changeable and just more moody but also like I'm extremely blunt with my words and like I feel like I say things that people want to say but I'm the one who says them and I have extremely abrasive language it's like no filter because it's just like sometimes you just got to hear the cold hard truth but because my moon is in this house of the cold hard truth it's like I only will say the cold hard truth if I'm upset about something or really excited about something or just like on an emotional wave um And then my son is in Gemini in the 12th house with Venus. Like the 12th house. That's more Pisces. That's more like emotional, sensitive, moody. Let me hide away. I don't want to be seen right now. Like give me my space. I need to recharge while I'm alone kind of thing. Um, I even have Jupiter in the 8th, which trines my Venus. And then – so a lot of my like general essence is like – there's no fire there's a lot of air so I'm podcasting but yeah and then I don't know look everyone if you have your natal chart out in front of you look to your north node this is how I'll like end off this look to your north node find your north node okay it's a little weird like hairdo thing and there's like a t in it it might be called like true north but it's north node they might call it true node or something find it in your chart, find the zodiac sign in the house it's in, if anything is conjunct it. So my north node is in Virgo in the third house, which means my south node is in Pisces in the ninth house. So I mentioned ninth house again, there's that like abrasive language and stuff like that. But it's the only word I can like use right now is abrasive language. So Somebody who has the North Node in the third house is literally here to communicate. And I have found a way. Like, I'm a Gem, it's the house of Gemini. I have found a way. I found many ways to be North Node in the third house, right? I have found way, like, I'm podcasting, I've written a book, 
I do natal chart readings, which is like a conversation with people. I work in marketing. I'm a social media manager by day. All I do is North Node in the third house, right? But I was reading about North Node in the third house and it said like you won't be as social or you'll want to like avoid social interactions or something about like you're here to go towards being social and you might be more of that like I want to do what I want freedom seeking very ninth house like still like you like people but <laughs> you don't right so if you have a partner who encourages you to go toward your north node that's very good but if you have a partner who's encouraging you to go towards your south node that's not so good so i bring up the nodes because the people in our lives like any of our close one-to-ones right are you know even like from a business standpoint like i prefer doing one-to-one work over group groups are fun and great but i really prefer my one-to-one work with people um but the people who you are connecting with one-to-one, like all of my clients should literally ask themselves, like, who are the people I'm working one-to-one with and does it feel right? Um, and should question, you know, is this still aligned? Is it right? But the people that you are connected with one-to-one, are they helping you go towards your north node? Ultimately, right? The There's the saying, the five people that you surround yourself with or like basically you or something or you because you take on energy energy is a thing my son is in the 12th house energy is a thing okay like it really is and if you don't believe it like it is so i oh i'm like oversharing on the podcast which is fine but like when your partner tells you you need to be more social like how are you not more social be more social and you you kind of just you're like I'm like oh okay sure like it's that easy like no like the energetic capacity that I have for other people is so low I'm like it's just or the type of socializing I like is different but when my north I made a weird sound there my north node is in the house of like socializing seriously and it you there is a resistance to go towards the north node sometimes but it should never feel like you're being pushed towards your north node I really think that you should just float towards it that's my Pisces moon talking you should feel called to it and float towards it at the right time and it, it shouldn't be because you're being like shoved into something or pushed into something or guilted into something but I find it very interesting and I always like to think with the seventh house like bringing up the word karmic partners can be a very 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 interesting topic but you can be karmic partners with your best friends like um so there's an interesting energy because I'm like oh my gosh I'm hearing from my partner that I need to be more social well yeah that's what my north note says but I don't want to go to that and like leave me alone about it kind of thing um and I do it the exact same way to him. He has North Node in the eighth house. He does not like to investigate and go deep into whys and emotions. I got Jupiter in the eighth house. I love it. It's just so fun. He doesn't like to do it. Do I push him to do it? Yes. Does he do it? Mm, 
But that's what's very um, interesting. And I would say if you have ever – this is just a fun sinistry thing. Like the seventh house is maybe like what I was doing the other day is I know my moon sign really well. Like I know myself really well. <laughs> I know how I'm going to react emotionally. <laughs> but I was like my partner's moon is in Leo in the seventh house. Mine is in Pisces in the ninth. It's a very different moon placements. But in sinistry charts, my moon is in his second and his moon is in my second. It's very interesting. And so I literally was like moon and Leo in the seventh. And I was researching his moon placement to really better understand how he processes emotions because he has fire and air. And I'm like, oh, okay. I have water and fire. So I don't have air when it comes to my um, – like, I don't know. I just – don't I don't understand air moons that's what I've come to understand but like the seventh seventh house moon right it's if you or your partner have a seventh house moon it means you literally want the acceptance of other people and you want to be social and you your emotions are almost based off of like others and like connecting with others and that to me sounds I could I can't imagine I can't imagine that at all so, but that is, it's very seventh house in your seventh house season. You might find yourself literally searching up your partner's moon sign to better understand them because they're agitating you or they're acting in a way and you're like, okay, I got to figure, figure this out. Like something isn't, isn't going on right or something. Um, so that's, that's what I've been doing and I watched and very – I even was going to Vedic astrology, which is, like, not what I study. And there were some interesting uh, interesting things about the Vedic that it was saying. But the way the video started, the first sentence, I was, like, nail on the head for this person. I'm like, wow. So astrology is real. And if you're in your seventh house season, look up your partner's um, moon sign to see um, – to see what it what it means and go to the moon always go to the moon the moon will describe everything about the person don't even look at the sun sign look at the moon sign okay look at the moon sign um but yeah it's very oh and this was gonna say you might also feel called to pull up sinistry charts for your partner in seventh house season and see like what's going on like you can pull up a sinistry chart for anybody though like a new coworker, a new boss best friend, mom, brother, like anybody, you can pull up a synastry chart and see how does my energy work with theirs um, in an attempt to better understand that relationship. You don't have to tell them you're doing this. You can just do it if you have their birth date information. Um, and what I've found is like I discovered that there are three people I've discovered in my life who I have one-to-one -one connections with. One person is no longer. Two people are family members. And uh, they all have South Node and uh, Aquarius. And so I'm, this is why I'm bringing up the karmic thing. When you, when you look at synastry, there might be some things you're like, holy shit, I've known this person before, but in a different capacity. If you have some, if someone's South Node – is in your eighth house, you've known that person before in like a very deep way. 
like you've known them before for sure and in a past one-to-one connection my south my south node was in his eighth house and his south node was in my eighth house and like that's crazy 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 karmic and like it's just very fascinating that we're not talking about eighth house season yet but it's like the step up it's like oh here's the seventh house here's my people that's what I like talking to now it's like oh shit intimacy going deeper that's that's the next episode <laughs> but oh my goodness yeah the that's the sinistry point that if you have that with somebody like you've known them hands down it just it depends like but for both people to have the south node cross the eighth house it's very very interesting because um my brother has a south node in my eighth house and I've known my brother before hands down but my south node is directly on his IC line isn't that insane if you know what that means in astrology um but see how it's different like mine's in his fourth has or his is in the eighth and right but south node in the eighth like and I bring that up because my boyfriend's chart my north node is in his eighth house and it's the complete um op- like opposite energy and if you have north node close if you have the same north node as them almost look at that as an opportunity to like together go towards what you're supposed to be going towards but then also see if they have any thing that's close to your north node because in a sense they can help you so like my north node is in virgo so my mars is conjunct my north node so i'm very very like actively always trying to go towards it taking action towards things anybody who has a virgo placement in their personal planet sun moon venus mercury mars um i try to learn from them in some capacity my brother is a Virgo. My best friend has Mercury in Virgo and my boyfriend has Mars in Virgo and they're all picky pants. I am picky pants too, but when you come across somebody that has either something in the sign of your North Node, especially if it's conjunct it, there is something there for you to learn from that one-to-one connection and really like how can this person help me go towards this because yeah. So that's about the seventh house. I didn't really know where this where this episode was gonna go, but it's almost like a in all one to one connections. Like people act as mirrors. So within trying to understand the other, you will end up understanding yourself more. If that connects or clicks or anything, but I've had Pluto literally conjunct my dc line for like over a year um we maybe two years it's been a long time so um if pluto ever goes through your seventh house there's a lot of transformation with you personally and then the types of people you will call in you could go through a transformative relationship um there's just a lot but i don't necessarily like talking about seventh house themes um i like talking about soul purpose career and business but everyone has a seventh house season where you got to reflect on people and relationships and like what's happening 
in that realm, but you can also tie it into a business. And so I can be like, how are all my clients doing? How are all my collaborators doing? Right? Little check-ins. So that is everything I have to share. I recorded an episode before this, and this energy that I'm talking in now is so different than the other one. Um, sometimes I think that's my like channeling of stuff, but yeah, you can also look to see if you've planets in your, uh, your house and those will get hit. Those will be conjuncted. So amplified a little bit. I have Neptune in my seventh house. It's very fun. So I'm saying I'm channeling. So yeah, that is everything. I will see you back for the eighth house, which I've already hinted at what the eighth house is about, um, in the next season. Um, yeah. And hopefully you're following along as well. And like being like, okay, where's what season for me is my seventh house season and knowing that it's not Capricorn for you, but like it will, um, be something else. And, you know, preparing in a sense, using your natal chart as a calendar. I think it's like the best way to use it and as a tool for self-awareness, but it's a calendar. It's totally a calendar. Stay tuned for my the, – the thing I'm creating so we can all flow with this information and work with our energy, not against it, with astrology calendars. See you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoy today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways. You can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new, for exclusive episodes. Or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode. Mm -hmm.